This is a podcast from UBSMS. For more information, visit ubsms.org.uk. So we begin today this final major topic in Paul's letter, resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus and, as we'll see as the chapter goes on, our own resurrection. And we're going to take a little time over it, a number of days. Paul begins with the basics, the gospel, the good news. It is that you have been saved, that you needed to be saved. You needed to be rescued because, as Paul writes, you were perishing. And what does this rescue consist of? Well, first of all, that Jesus, the Messiah, died to rescue us from the effects of our sins. The effects in our lives today, the effects of judgment long term, the effects that lead us to not being with God and not to inherit eternal life. Jesus, the Messiah, died to rescue us. And then the second part of the rescue, he he says, is he was buried and raised from the dead. And the rest of the whole chapter is about the resurrection, not the cross. This is perhaps the passage on the resurrection, and Paul explores it in great detail. Now, this rescue plan is remarkable in many ways, but the part Paul is emphasising, the resurrection, is a part perhaps that we can miss out or don't think about enough. People in the ancient world were very familiar with sacrifices to the gods, sacrificing some kind of living animal to placate the gods. But that sacrifice never, and I I think I can be um, pretty strong on this, that sacrifice never came back to life. The ancient people were familiar with blood sacrifice. In this part of the world today, we are not familiar with it. The ancient people were totally unfamiliar with resurrection. It was stunningly shocking back then. And frankly, it is stunningly shocking today. There is not much we are certain of, the old joke goes. Death and taxes, that's it. And perhaps, if we're clever, not even taxes. But death is assured. But what of resurrection? What of eternal life? We may die bodily, but there is new life. And Paul at this point enters into what is almost certainly a quote. Scholars see the language as being rather different from Paul's normal language. And so the quote quite likely is from the very earliest of times, perhaps even only a year or two after Jesus rose from the dead. It is poetic in memorable form and it's about those who witnessed the resurrection of Jesus. Paul adds to it his own little bit, if you like, that he too saw Jesus on the road to Damascus as one abnormally born, one late, if you like. Peter, Cephas, the twelve, five hundred brothers and sisters the brother of Jesus, James, all the apostles. 
These are the early witnesses to the resurrection. Paul says, you Corinthians, you can ask them. A few have died, he says, fallen asleep, because he doesn't think of death in that form. A few are not with us, but a lot are. You can say, ask them, did they see the risen Jesus? We, of course, cannot ask that same question. All those witnesses are now dead. But we have a historical record. And when people say, this is nonsense, where's your proof? Where's the science? Well, we say, there is the history. There is the witness. In a witness box, we convict or not, according to the witnesses. And there is, Paul says, resurrection, because the witnesses saw it. They saw the risen Jesus. This is literally unique in human history. He died, rose again. He didn't come back to life. He went through death and conquered it and came out the other side, the first resurrected human being. This is a wonderful truth of the gospel and something that we need to hang on to as a core centre of our belief. Jesus rose bodily from the dead. Amen.